The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. My name is Matt Connor. Sterling Holmes, I'm pretty sure, is floating down the Ohio River somewhere on vacation, is what he told me. That's good news because we get to fill his mediocre shoes, sorry Sterling, with our guest, Ellen Mathis. Ellen, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, so if you've been reading Arrowhead Addict for a while, Ellen's a recognizable face, that's really a recognizable name. Um, Ellen, you're a lawyer by trade. You weigh in on, we, we wish we didn't need your legal <laughs> expertise for the chiefs, but every off season comes a little bit of drama. Yeah. Uh, but why don't you, you know, before we dive into the chiefs, like, like, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and I'll follow up there with anything else. I think they need to know <laughs> about you if that's all right. Of course. But yeah. Ellen, tell us about you. So uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a lawyer by day, a Chiefs fan since birth. Um, I can't remember a time when I wasn't bleeding red and gold. Um, live in Kansas City now, so I get to experience all that Chiefs Kingdom has to offer in the heart of Chiefs Kingdom. But yeah, I uh, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Um, I hate that I have to write about lawyer things. Um, related to the Chiefs, and I wish that they would just behave, but, you know, I would be out of a job if that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not entirely true. I mean, we appreciate your perspective on more than just legal things, and you've you've got a good mind for the Chiefs, what they're doing. You've been watching them a long time, but it does help. I'll say as an editor, (laughs) it's really nice to have someone around to go, uh, something seems to be up with Frank Clark. Can you make sense of that? Or Tyreek or, you know, anything else, you know, yeah. going on. Well, I was hoping there's nothing else, right? Like, fingers crossed. I mean, we'll see, but and it's nice to be able to kind of clarify, um, or input into, you know, layman's terms, what is going on with all of these players, especially, you know, like with Tyreek's situation when he was having those problems, um, you know, the whole, uh, the whole system can be really difficult to understand if you don't have that legal background. So to break it down is kind of fun for me. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe they should keep getting in trouble. <laughs> well, we, we appreciate that. And, and I think you're onto something because, you know, like the media can make, I mean, it's not just football, but certainly sports media can be so sensationalistic. The headlines can you know, like everyone's trying to get traffic. Everyone's, you know, the clickbait sort of approach, etc. 
And so, like, even with Frank Clark, let's say, when you hear, oh, he faces up to years in prison, yeah, you know, it's it's easy to write that headline, and then as readers, you're like, oh, Chief should have never traded for that guy. I mean, like, yeah. like our our responses are so extreme as the pendulum swings. So having yeah. you present on site allows us to kind of clarify that, as you said. It's fun to be that person. And you brought up a really good point with Frank Clark. I mean, my first instinct when I saw everything that was coming out about him, I saw the three years in prison. Um, it, it And I went, <laughs> he's not going to get that. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's probably not going to serve a day in jail. <laughs> And that's yeah. just the perspective that I that I have from my background and just kind of knowing some of the ins and outs. Now, I don't practice criminal law, but I was required to take it in law school. So I know a little bit. And uh, <laughs> while law school um, is wonderful, it doesn't actually teach you how to be a lawyer. It teaches you how to research like a lawyer. Um, so I can look up these answers. And that's that's how I can offer some insight into these situations. Yeah. Well, we've been so thankful for that. Also, just, you know, uh, you've just been a great person to get to know as we've been on this kind of staff together. We've been anxious to have you on the show. And and now, so the news of the day, the Chiefs signed Alex Okafor to fill in some of the mystery, the clouds around Frank Clark. I want to talk about all this with you, but I want to come in the back door. We'll get to Alex Okafor. We'll get to what that means on the field, but let's clean up what we know, what we don't know about big Frank. Sure. Can, can you tell us kind of maybe a timeline, like when you think we'll probably hear something? Yeah. It, it's really difficult to say, especially given the fact that there's still some weird stuff going on with COVID. Um, COVID really wreaked havoc on the entire legal system because it shut down the courts for like a year. And the problem is people still get in trouble. (laughs) Accidents still happen. And so there are cases now backlogged and in the legal system, um, criminal will always trump civil. And so what I mean by that is criminal cases. Like if you break into a house, you're a criminal, that's a criminal charge. But if you get into a car accident, the damages that you sustain to your car and whatever your insurance company has to cover, that's a civil suit. Um, and so the the legal system has put an emphasis on criminal because it's your, your rights that are being taken away um, when you're punished. Uh, civil, it's just money. Um, so you're looking at this big backlog of both criminal and civil cases. Now, the criminal is going to go first. So in Frank Clark's situation, he will be put in front of a civil lawsuit like what's going on with um, probably what will happen with Britt Reed. Um, so I saw that he's got a court date in October. We'll see if that holds. Um, they often get pushed. Uh, he may be pushed for COVID or pushed for other reasons. Pushed for other reasons. Um, people okay. can negotiate with uh, the prosecutor and push hearing dates to, so that they fit schedules better. Um, the biggest thing is that there is a right to a speedy trial, um, but Frank has the ability to waive that right, which would give them more time. 
I suspect that he's waived that right to the speedy trial or will, um, and that he'll wait to deal with a lot of this um, until after the season's over. Okay. At so, least, so, at least the ahead. criminal charges. Um, if there are punishments from the league, that's entirely different. Okay. So the way, what I'm understanding here is that, because at first when we saw even the most recent charge that came down in June about, okay, there's an official charge here, a felony. There's a felony charge of possession for an assault weapon. But then comes the report that that's actually tied back to a March incident, not the most recent incident. But I'm having like all these wires are kind of crossed for me where I'm going, were there two charges of the same kind? Were they both in California? Like, like, can you kind of, can you clarify what you know about all this too? It seems like he had two separate charges, two separate incidents. Um, there was one in March and there was one in June. Um, I believe that the March incident is the one that they're tying this October appearance to. And we still haven't really seen a lot from the June incident. Um, That's coming, I would assume, unless the prosecutor just decides to dismiss it, which they can. Um, It's really up to the prosecutor to decide whether or not they want to move forward with anything against Frank. Um, And that will be in part on his defense team to negotiate with them. Um, I, I would bet most cases end up settling. uh, So they'll reach a plea agreement. He'll probably pay a hefty fine and he'll be done with that. Um, Both charges were in California from what I understand. Um, And so, you know, that that'll play a role in how much he has to pay. If he actually has to serve any jail time, which again, I don't think he will. Um, so, you know, there's just, there's a lot of questions right now simply because it's kind of in this like weird holding pattern, um, because of Frank probably not wanting to show up right away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and because of COVID, um, I don't practice in California, so I don't know what the state of their courts are, but I, California has tended to be a bit more uh, conservative when it comes to opening things up uh, related to COVID. So I wonder a little bit if they're kind of a little behind um, because of all of the backlog of cases and opening up their courts. Okay. I, I know there's a, I know that you would even say there's more here that we don't know than we know. Yeah. So conjecture is a silly game. Yeah. If we try and guess like, well, what's the prosecutor going to offer? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. We don't right. know. Um, it depends on the facts and circumstances as circumstances of that specific case. Um, yeah. It'll depend on his record. Uh, it could even depend on how the prosecutor is feeling that day. I mean, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't know. Well, well, let me let me at least ask a couple hypotheticals, kind of in general about the case. How does the two separate incidents, like? coming in or near the same time like is there a compounding factor there or 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 is that even like conjecture and you can't really speak to that i mean he'll have two felony charges um and so that certainly plays into what ultimately is offered um you know if they have a ton of evidence for both of them that's not great for frank um yeah 
But if one of them, I, I think I heard a rumor again, these are rumors that he says it was his bodyguards. Uzi. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. Sure. Not my Uzi, your Uzi, not my, not my Lambo SUV. Well, no, it was mine, but it was not my Uzi. I get it. I get it. And so, you know, if that's a legitimate defense, he might, I mean, it, it all just depends on the facts of the case and what a prosecutor can prove, because ultimately sure. what the prosecutor looks at is what can I prove beyond a reasonable doubt? Um, yeah. If Frank were to go to trial and say, that's my bodyguard's Uzi, and his bodyguard gets up on the stand and says, that's my Uzi, um, I think we've reached reasonable doubt. <laughs> that's just my... No, that's good to know. That's good to know because I, I think a lot of people have just run with, oh, there's already one charge. He already faces three years in prison. Therefore, dot, dot, dot. It's, you know, it's, maybe that's lazy reporting. I think there's also lazy fandom and, and maybe, you know, like in today, you know, maybe I'm speaking beyond chiefs here and I'm speaking beyond sports, but in today's world, like we've got to, we have to be informed citizens. We, we, we are our worst selves in general when we are reactive to news that makes us emotional yeah. All, all I'll say is I've learned personal lessons <laughs> over the last few years of, of A, if there's a headline or a tweet or some quick hit that makes me fearful, excited, nervous, or angry, whatever, <laughs> I've learned probably none of those are true. And if I dig deeper, I'll find some level of normalcy there. Um, and like I've fallen for some hook. Yeah. And, I, think and we're that, seeing I think that's exactly right. I mean, Frank Clark is a big part of the chiefs. And so when you see this, you know, star for the chiefs who maybe hasn't lived up to expectations and people are a little frustrated sure, with, sure. you're going to want to run with the, Oh, he's going to be in jail for three years. Let's cut him. Um, right, right. And so, you know, it's, especially in the legal system, because you just, there's so many questions and a lot of stuff stays kind of behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, you just kind of have to pause and say, okay, three years is the maximum. People don't get the maximum. Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. it really doesn't happen that often. And, and, you know, 90, I don't know what the exact stat is, but it's close to like 95 to 99% of cases settle um, with a plea agreement. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're looking at, <laughs> uh, he's not going to go to trial. He's not going to get the maximum because he wouldn't settle for maximum. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, taking that moment to pause and think and realize that, yeah, it's not great for him. It's not great for his image. It's not great um, for the chief's organization to have a player get into legal trouble. Uh, but he's not the first, he won't be the last. Uh, and there are admittedly other people who've had worse things. Happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what, one more about Frank and then we'll take it to the break. But let me ask you this. If the chiefs are playing this with the patient approach, which we saw them do with Tyreek, right? Mm -hmm. Um, is it possible that this whole season comes and goes, 
like we're talking about is Frank going to miss time, but could Frank start 20 games this year before we even know the outcome of this process? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's okay. actually probably more likely okay. that none of this actually affects this season at all. Okay. I really so do. all of our, all of my chicken littling, <laughs> the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Maybe for not. We're I, here with Ellen. Go ahead. I definitely think that, you know, the, the reality is, you know, Frank Clark, his first potential court date is October. The chiefs aren't going to do anything unless they have some hard proof. And I, I just don't see that, you know, being, yeah. this being a, real one that they want to punish somebody with. So unless yeah. the league wants to step in and say, you know, no more Uzis when you're driving, you're punished. <laughs> um, I think Frank's plan the whole season. <laughs> well, Roger, Roger Goodell get, did announce that uh, <laughs> you, Uzi, you losey campaign. So I'm a little bit nervous about that. We'll see how that <laughs> works out. We're here with Ellen Mathis. We got a lot more to talk about. After the break, I'll ask her a little bit about Brett Reed. We'll talk Alex Okafor. We'll play a little bit of Would You Rather because I just got off of a road trip with my seven-year-old son. You're listening to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. I'm here with Ellen Mathis. Feels like we haven't heard anything about Brett Reed right now. Do you have a read, no pun intended, huh? on how that's coming along and the next step there. Um, he entered a plea of not guilty was the last thing that I saw. Again, that is very standard. Um, nothing yeah. weird there. Uh, nothing to read into about. Ha. <laughs> good one. Good one. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think, you know, we're kind of just waiting. Uh, yeah. I assume that right now what's happening is they're gathering evidence, um, negotiating back and forth, uh, probably waiting to see how the little girl is doing, um, what her medical bills look like, uh, because he's certainly going to have to pay something towards her, uh, her medical bills to help her out. Um, yeah. It's called restitution. Um, he'll certainly have to pay some of that. Uh, but, you know, we're kind of just waiting. Okay. Okay. Let's talk on the field here. Because if, if we're looking at, you said probably it's more probable that Frank Clark plays and may not even miss any time because the legal system may make this play out, COVID, delays, whatever. Uh, if that's the case, then we the Chiefs just signed Alex Okafor to a one-year deal. Nate Taylor of The Athletic says Okafor has been wanting to come back after two straight Super Bowl campaigns with the team. Let me ask you, as a Chiefs fan, how are you feeling about edge rusher, knowing that Big Frank may not miss time or knowing what you feel about that, plus the addition of Okafor with, with, the, with, the, with the other bits and pieces that are around there? And what time did they uh, sign him? Because that many hours ago, I feel better than that many hours ago. <laughs> um, no, so you like it. this signing a yeah, lot. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things I think the Chiefs have done really well is one-year deals with guys who kind of need to prove it. Um, and, you know, we have seen injuries on the defensive line at edge. I mean, you can never have enough depth there. Um, 
I know that they've talked about kicking Chris Jones to edge. Um, we'll see how that works. Uh, he may need breaks and it's, it's always good to have extra bodies. So I, I love it. I, you know, we've got the cap space and, you know, frankly, we also have Patrick Mahomes, so I don't really care about anything except for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. That, yeah, it's good perspective. It's good perspective. I, I was thinking through all this. I was like, oh, Alex Okafor is not the sexy, shiny. I mean, anything unknown is sexier than what's known, right? Like, it's like we went to a candy store. We just got done on a road trip. We went to this candy store. And my son, of all the candy in the store, he wanted the mystery grab bag. <laughs> and I, and he's seven. I tried to tell him. I said, look, Elliot, they put all the garbage they can't sell in those bags and make you want it. But you literally could choose any flavor of anything else in the whole store. And he thought I was full of it and <laughs> got the grab bag. And the grab bag sat on, like, nothing was eaten out of the grab bag for the entire road trip. I, you know, I told him, right? Lesson learned on his part. He spent his money, whatever. Maybe that makes me a cruel parent. <laughs> but, but, uh, but, like, that's the way that works, right? So we see Alex Okafor's injuries and we're like, yeah, no thanks. But then we see Melvin Ingram's injuries and like, yeah, but he could be. Or, you know, we see Olivier Vernon's injuries and we're like, oh, yeah, but, but his Achilles is going to be great. <laughs> so uh, you think there's some of that going on too? I mean, the grass is always greener on the other side. Um, yeah. You know, Melvin Ingram, Olivia Vernon, they're they're great players, but they've got injuries. Um, Alex Okafor, he's a good player. He's got some injuries. But the reality is he knows the system. He's worked with this group of guys before. He's going to be able to fit right into the scheme. They know what he is. Um, whereas, you know, you might – something that's quote-unquote greener – um, you never know. And so yeah. I, I like, I like the, uh, I like knowing that I like knowing what we have. Um, yeah. and I like that the coaching staff knows what they have. Um, I trust yes. them. Uh, so I'm, I'm all for it. I, I like when they bring back guys that they know and that have been fine <laughs> at positions yeah. where maybe it's a, it's a depth signing, you know, if, if we're talking about, you know, signing, you know, our number two wide receiver and we pick somebody who I've never heard of and is injury prone. Yeah. Maybe I have some problems there, but this I view as a depth signing somebody that they know who's been good when healthy. So. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like your perspective too. He is a known quantity. You trust the coaches. If they say, yeah, let's bring Alex back in. He's going to be what we need and give us that security, um, how, how can we fault that? And we have Patrick Mahomes. So, ha-ha there to the rest of the NFL. <laughs> uh, let's play around. Uh, I've been listening to my son say, uh, hey, Dad, would you rather back and forth for the last several hours as we've circled some of the Great Lakes uh, on a massive road trip? So, Ellen, let me ask you a few of these. All right, you ready? I'm ready. A, a Chiefs-related uh, version of would you rather would you rather the chiefs have re-signed uh bashad breland or re-signed sammy watkins this offseason bashad breland not a question yeah? yeah i i actually think that patrick mahomes can elevate receivers 
that maybe aren't as good. I think Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill are phenomenal. I think Clyde is going to be used more, fingers crossed. Um, I just really like – I think we underestimated Bashad Breland's impact in that defense, and I think he'll be missed. Um, You know, Sammy makes a difference when he was on the field, but that was rare (laughs) being on the field. So I'm a big Bashad Breland fan. Oh, man. Would you rather know how many Super Bowls the Chiefs will win with Mahomes right now or live through the mystery as his career goes on? The mystery. Uh, As much as I panic and freak out every single time, you know, the thrill of standing in the Power and Light District when the Chiefs (laughs) started the comeback against the 49ers and then when you're surrounded by this huge group of fans just going crazy because the Chiefs have finally won. I, would, I wouldn't give that up. Not in a million years. The mystery is what makes it fun. Would you rather see the Chiefs make another like, big veteran signing at a position of need, maybe corner or wide receiver? Or would you rather see the youngsters play and look more toward the trade deadline? Mm, that's a good one. Um, I would be okay with another veteran signing, um, at a position of need. Uh, I think, you know, the young guys end up working themselves in. Um, but I think our schedule this next year is pretty tough up front. And I think a veteran presence could be good, uh, for those, for those youngsters. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, by the way, would you rather meet and hang out with Patrick Mahomes for a night or would you rather be next door neighbors with someone lesser like Harrison Butker? Hmm. Can I pick my next door neighbor? Yeah, then, sure. Okay. Then... But you can't make it like Tyreek or, <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't make it like a star, but let's say you're next door to Ben Neiman well, or you're hanging out with... See, like, which lesser player than Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes really good friends with? Because then uh, Patrick Mahomes would come over. <laughs> the loophole. The lawyer finds the loophole. I love it. I love it. I'm going to go neighbor. Ellen, <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, Ellen, anything else you'd, uh, you'd love to share with us about uh, Chiefs as they get ready for training camp? No, I'm just looking forward to training camp. I think there's going to be some really interesting battles. I'm really excited to see how that offensive line looks. Um, having recently gone through a knee injury, I'm, you know, hoping that Kyle Long comes back and he just, you know, kicks some butt. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to finally be in the last part of the last month without football games. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you speak for all of us when you say that folks, if, uh, you want to follow Ellen Moore, which you should, on Twitter, you can find her at Ellen T. Mathis. That's two L's in Ellen. Yep. E-N. Yep. T. Mathis. Uh, you can find her writing when the Chiefs get into trouble <laughs> at Arrowhead Addict or whenever I can prod her to write in her busy schedule. Ellen, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. You're listening to the Arrowhead Addict podcast. My name is Matt Connor. Uh, My better half, Sterling Holmes, will be back next week, and uh, we'll see you then.
stay tuned in later this week for Matt Verderam and Patrick Allen as they discuss more about Chiefs training camp later this week uh, in another episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.